Welcome to the Code Karate AI podcast, where we highlight recent news and tools in the world of artificial intelligence. When Alama 2 was released, it stirred up the open source community. Though labeled as open source, the model came with caveats, limitations on commercial use based on monthly active users, and restrictions on using the model output to train other large language models. While these conditions strayed from the conventional open source ethos, it signaled to me that the term open source is evolving, particularly in the realm of AI models. We've witnessed the evolution of open source before. After the 1976 open letter to hobbyists, a tension emerged between the commercial interests of software companies and the curiosity of hackers. This gave birth to the free software movement, started in the 70s at the MIT AI Lab by Richard Stallman and evolving into the GNU project in 1983. The GPL copyleft license was then created and adopted by key projects like Red Hat, MissQL, Git, and Ubuntu. In 1998, the term open source was coined by MIT's Christine Peterson, which signified the official deprecation of free software. Over time, the free and open source software communities diverged as they had different interpretations of what free and open meant. This divide intensified over the last decade with the rise of commercial open source companies and cloud hyperscalers. Companies like Elastic and MongoDB transitioned their open source projects to the server-side public license, SSPL, to prevent AWS from rehosting their products as cloud services. Despite these changes, MongoDB is still widely regarded as open source, illustrating that open source is increasingly synonymous with source available to developers. The advent of open models like Dolly, MPT, Elama, among others, has triggered a similar division in the AI community. For many AI engineers, open source simply means downloadable weights. While Heather Meeker has proposed a definition for open weights, there is still a lack of consensus. For a model to be truly open source, and thus retrainable from scratch, creators would need to share their training code, pre-training dataset, fine-tuning preferences, RLHF examples, etc. However, Given the high cost of these training runs, access to the final weights is often preferable. As a result, the term open source is now used to define a broad spectrum of openness levels in the language model space. Open models like Red Pajama and MPT7B provide open weights for commercial use and can be retrained from scratch as their dataset is open source. Open weights models like Stable LM by Stability AI offer accessible weights under Apache 2.0 though their training dataset is not publicly available. Restricted weights models, such as Llama 2, come with specific limitations, despite the weights being open for commercial use. Contaminated weights models like Dolly 1.0 and Llama 1 are technically open, but practically unusable for commercial purposes due to dataset restrictions. While open source and open weights will likely continue to be used interchangeably, what matters is the growing openness in our work. Yes, the Llama 2 license might be disappointing, but the packaging of approximately $2M worth of flops into a GitHub repo by Meta will undoubtedly foster progress in the AI field. As we navigate this evolving landscape, let's embrace the evolution of open source, for it mirrors our unending quest for greater knowledge and understanding. An AI term you should know about. Today, we're delving into the realm of activation functions in artificial neural networks. 
An activation function essentially defines the output of a node in the network based on its input. This mechanism can be likened to a standard integrated circuit that switches on or off based on the input it receives, quite like a linear perceptron in neural networks. However, the real power lies in nonlinear activation functions. These allow networks to tackle complex problems with just a handful of nodes. Activation functions are broadly classified into three categories, ridge functions, radial functions, and fold functions. They can either be saturating, meaning they tend to level out with large inputs, or non-saturating. Interestingly, non-saturating activation functions like the rectified linear unit, or RELU, are often favored due to their resilience against the vanishing gradient problem. First up, let's examine ridge activation functions. These are multivariable functions that act on a linear combination of the input variables. Common examples include the linear, RELU, heaviside, and logistic activation functions. In biologically inspired neural networks, these functions often symbolize the firing rate of a neuron in response to input. Neurons have a limit to how fast they can fire, which brings us to the role of sigmoid activation functions, whose range is confined to a finite interval. Now let's shift our focus to radial activation functions, a special class of functions that serve as efficient universal function approximators in radial basis function, or RBF networks. These functions can take many forms, including Gaussian, multiquadratics, and inverse multiquadratics. Next, we have fold functions. These are extensively used in the pooling layers in convolutional neural networks and output layers of multi-class classification networks. These activations aggregate inputs, such as taking the mean, minimum, or maximum. For multi-class classification, the softmax activation is frequently used. The landscape of activation functions is vast. Some of the best-known applications include Hinton et al. 2012 paper on automatic speech recognition, which employs a logistic sigmoid activation function. Similarly, the renowned AlexNet and ResNet computer vision architectures, as well as the language processing model BERT, use the RealU and its smooth version, the GELU, respectively. Now let's consider the different mathematical properties of activation functions. They can be nonlinear, which according to the universal approximation theorem, allows a two-layer neural network to approximate any function. The range of the activation function can be finite, leading to more stable gradient-based training methods, or infinite, usually requiring smaller learning rates, but offering more efficient training. Moreover, it's beneficial if an activation function is continuously differentiable for gradient-based optimization methods, although functions like ReLU, which isn't continuously differentiable, can still be used effectively. These properties, while not definitive performance indicators, offer unique advantages that can be capitalized on in different use cases. For instance, the strictly positive range of the softplus activation function makes it suitable for predicting variances in variational autoencoders. This diversity is what allows artificial neural networks to adapt and excel in various tasks, furthering our journey into the fascinating world of artificial intelligence. AI tool of the day. Created by the minds behind LangChain, the purpose of LangSmith is straightforward, to make developing LLM-powered applications as smooth as possible. LangChain began as an open-source Python package designed to address a dire need for tinkering, a call to action famously made by Nat Friedman in late 2022. Today, LangChain is a thriving ecosystem where developers build everything from AI chatbots 
to AI Dungeon Masters for Dungeons & Dragons games. However, the world of LLM is not without challenges. While it's easy to build a prototype using Langchain code, transforming that prototype into a fully functioning production application isn't as simple. The primary hurdle being application performance, because a system that only works 30% of the time may wow on Twitter, but it's not quite ready for real-world deployment. Enter Langsmith. It's a platform designed specifically to bridge the gap between prototype and production, created to build and iterate on products that harness the power and complexity of LLMs. Currently in closed beta, Langsmith provides a robust unified system for debugging, testing, evaluating, and monitoring LLM applications. So, how does Langsmith tackle the unique challenges posed by LLM application development? Like traditional software engineering, developers face common issues such as understanding the final prompt to the LLM call, tracking token usage, managing costs, latency issues, and figuring out how users are interacting with their product. Langsmith aims to be the platform where these roadblocks can be smoothly navigated. Langsmith has been tested extensively on internal workflows and has also been put through its paces by early design partners. Its core offerings can be broadly categorized into five areas, debugging, testing, evaluating, monitoring, and providing a unified platform. Langsmith's debugging feature gives developers full visibility into model inputs and outputs at each step in the chain of events, making it easy to spot issues, errors, or latency problems. What's more, Langsmith makes it easy to change and rerun examples from the user interface. Langsmith also shines in testing. It addresses the common dilemma of developers. What happens if I change this chain prompt? By making it easy to create datasets and run changed prompts chains over these datasets, Langsmith helps developers answer this question in a straightforward manner. When it comes to evaluating LLMs, Langsmith effortlessly integrates with open-source collection of evaluation modules. It supports heuristic evaluations that use logic to evaluate the correctness of an answer, and also LLM evaluations, where the models evaluate themselves. In a world where shipping a product doesn't mark the end of work, but the beginning of monitoring, optimization, and iterative development, Langsmith serves as an indispensable tool. From tracking system-level performance to understanding how users interact with the application, Langsmith provides a comprehensive view. At its heart, Langsmith is a unified platform. It serves as a one-stop hub for developers to manage their LLM applications, minimizing the complexities and enabling seamless workflow integration. Startups such as Finchwell have already moved their entire development stack onto Langsmith, benefiting from the platform's robust and comprehensive infrastructure. Although Langsmith is already packed with features, the development team has a long list of new additions planned. Collaborative tools, analytics, prompt creation, and in-context learning are just a few of the many features in the pipeline. While Langsmith may not be able to provide every single functionality to make LLM applications production-ready today, it enables developers to export datasets in a format compatible with OpenAI evaluations and fine-tuning on the Fireworks platform. They've also made logs exportable in a generic format, so you can load them into analytics engines and run your own analytics. Thanks for listening to the Code Karate AI podcast. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter at CodeKarate.com and follow us on Twitter at CodeKarate for more AI content. Until next time.